All right, all right. Welcome to the Big Kid Show. I'm your host, Mr. B, and thank you for kicking with us, even if it's just for a little bit. A little bit. With me in the clubhouse today, I have two big kid legends and your favorites, Big Nick and Sweetwater Mark. Welcome, mm-hmm. boys. <laughs> all right, we want to start by thanking cool. everyone of the big kids for listening, subscribing, and following our show. If you aren't following us and subscribing, you might be missing some magical gems that could change your life. Also, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at The Big Kids Show. Give us a follow. Tell your cousin Steve. Let us know your thoughts and drop any show ideas you might have. We're, we're open ears. All right, fellas. Today's going to be an awesome one because we're playing three questions. Mm-hmm. All right. Welcome and appreciate Mark's excitedness. Woo-hoo. All right. That's right, Big Kids. It's three questions. They're just three questions all based around a central topic. And today's topic is hobbies. Ah, yes. Hmm. Hobbies. Hey, hobbies. We all have them. They occupy our free time and they keep us entertained and make life a little bit more enjoyable. Let's just jump right into this first question here. Big Nick, we're going to steer it your way first here. What is the nerdiest hobby that you do or you participate in? Well, I'll tell you what. Three questions. One of my favorite platforms, one Mm -hmm. of my favorite shows that we do and the beauty of it. Nobody knows the answers. Now, the other beauty of it, though, too, is we're we're three close friends, so we know each other pretty well. So when these questions, when they're brought up, we have somewhat of an idea of what we're going to answer. And, and I would guess that Mr. B might be <laughs> on to what I'm about to say. But I want to yep. clarify something here <laughs> real quick before we get into this, because you said nerdiest hobby that we do or used to be a part of or or currently participate in. I think that in general, I think the whole idea of a hobby that all of them are nerdy. Like even if it, if your hobby were like marksmanship or basketball or football, like I think that all hobbies are nerdy hobbies because to be really good at something, you have to be a nerd at it. Like you have to enjoy the nerdiness of, of learning that craft. Right. And it's, and a hobby, yeah, when you set out to do it, you don't set out to do it because you're like, oh, I want to be the absolute best at it. But that's certainly a part of it. And you also want to learn and grow within your hobby experience. So I think, like, could, would anybody argue against me that Michael Jordan was not a basketball nerd? Would anybody argue against me that Tom Brady is not a football nerd when it comes to the nerdy parts of those good sports? Point. Yeah, so it, I, it, yep. it goes from, yeah, just playing a hobby versus I'm so involved into it and – you see guys that do it with uh, like golf, for example, mm-hmm. you know, guys that might even be good, but they're like, they spend all their money, their time watching videos. So it starts to become a sport versus now you're nerding out on golf. So now I say all that just to say this, the hobby that I'm about to <laughs> tell you that, that I, that I chose for my answer for what is the nerdiest hobby that I participate in. Um, this is a hobby that would be considered universally nerdy. Like everybody goes like, oh, nerd, you know, but um, so I have played a, a game, a card game called Magic the Gathering since I was about 13 years old. Yep. <laughs> and I am now older than 13 and I still play Magic the Gathering. However, I do not play the tabletop version anymore. There is a application you can play online and I play what is called arena magic and mm-hmm. but it's 
it's essentially the same thing. It's just I don't have to meet up with some other nerd to play against. So I have nerds that are available <laughs> to me through the internet, and I love beating the nerds on the other side of the world, especially those little nerds on the other side of the world. Those are my favorite ones to beat. And I know those are the people I'm playing against at midnight. I know that's who I'm playing against. They're supposed to be at work, but they're nerding out and they're losing to Big Nick. And then I'll tell you what, the other thing that made me, I actually, this made me feel better about my nerd hobby of, of magic a few months ago. I was listening to, you know, no secret here that I'm a longtime fan and longtime listener of the Howard Stern radio program. And he was interviewing a guy that some of our listeners may know. His, it's a nice young fella. His name is Post Malone. And he, he had kind of, he was talking about the trappings of Hollywood and, and fame and, and, you know, the, the things that he's gone through since he's rose up in his music career. Everybody knows who, uh, Mr. Malone is, <laughs> uh, but, uh, he, Carl. he, he had said that he uh, needed to control his spending. And so, of course, Howard, the ever inquisitive mind, wanted to know what was Mr. Malone spending his money on. And Post Malone had said that it embarrassed him to tell that he believes that he's spent over $800,000 on magic cards. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the real cards? Yeah, yeah, he collects the real paper, which wow. some of them are quite valuable. Yeah, the rare ones, because, yeah. uh, I mean, Big Nick, when you brought that up, I think we started playing that game together at 13. Mm -hmm. uh, clearly, you're exponentially better than me, but um, even when we were kids, there were cards that we, we remember, like a card would be $100. We were like, that's ridiculous. And now they're <laughs> now they're probably tens of thousands of dollars. But There was a card roughly about 19, 20 years ago the black Lotus that was That's like the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Near perfect mm. condition sold for like a hundred thousand dollars at auction. Ooh, so they, yeah. they do have some very valuable cards and apparently post Malone is collecting all of the really expensive ones post. I'll tell you what, if you, if you're tuning in to the big kids show, which I know you are, I mean, I see the numbers and the charts there. There's nobody that's not listening to this show. Hey, you guys got to set up a battle. Dude, yes. If somebody ever breaks into Post Malone's house, they're just going to see those cards, and they probably wouldn't even know what they're worth, and they'd just be like, nerd, yes. and they'd keep walking yeah, and not where, know it's worth $100,000. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure, sure he's where's got, the watches? And they're like, no, I got, I got magic cards. I'm sure yeah, he's got, got some really expensive music equipment, too, that you would rather yeah, exactly. be running out the front door with. The funny with thing is, they're like, grab that guitar, and you're like, that's not even worth a tenth of what that little piece of cardboard yep. is worth. <laughs> Post Malone, if you're out there and you think you're up to the Big Nick Challenge, come out me. Ooh. Come at me, bro. Come at me. So at tweet me. at him. And then, then what you do is you set up, you guys do a digital match, and then you do a live in-person match. We'd have to live stream that. that would right. definitely I'll, I'll fly out to Post Malone's house and hang out with him if I have to Absolutely. rough it. I'm not well, sure. Actually, actually hell, he, he, he could come to have a beer with than Post yeah, Malone. He, he could yeah. come to Ohio. We'll invite him up to our crib. You could come on the show, Post. No, no, no. I, I'm dying to go to Salt Lake City, so let's not have him in Ohio. Let's go to Salt Lake City, and you know what? We'll sell cool. tickets to the event. It all goes to charity. I like and that's, that's I like what it. we're going to do. We'll have like uh, 12 people in attendance, maybe. Post, have your people. Call our people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So, Big Nick, I, I, I thought that would be your pick, but I also thought maybe you had a secret, even more nerdier hobby than that. <laughs> well, you know, and, and I know I had that little, that little speech and sales pitch of all hobbies being nerdy, but uh, if there is one man that, that uh, is involved in a lot of nerdy hobbies, you're talking to him today. Well, but I love I mean, how you tried to to lay the groundwork there, yeah. Nick. Like all hobbies actually are nerdy, but let me tell you about the nerdiest. Well, and <laughs> and just the past couple of years, Big Nick has talked me into playing on online now. So I've I've dabbled in a little magic myself. I'm nowhere okay. on Big Nick's level. Um, I had guys that I worked with that we had a break room and. I used to go in there to the break room for lunch and they would have all their stuff set up. I mean, it would take them like 20 minutes just to set up all yep. their cards. And I'm like, guys, like 40 minutes of your lunch break is just set up and tear down. Like, you know, and it's worth it. Like they'd yeah. be totally into it, man. I, I personally never understood it or really got into it. Um, it might've been one of the answers I consider for one of our other three questions here, big Nick, but, um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I can't, I mean, we all have nerdy hobbies, so, you know, it's like a alcoholic yelling at somebody or making fun of somebody who smokes, you know, but, I mean, but if, if what we should <laughs> do sometimes is well, if we get together, we should try to do an in-person game. You might be pleasantly surprised because, yeah. I mean, you like card games, you like strategy. Once you pick up on the little nuances, it's pretty fun. Yeah, but yeah, I can, uh, it's a nerd like have little clubs and spades and hearts and diamonds on it. <laughs> my my favorite checkers is chess. My it's favorite chess. part is constructing a new deck and then just going out and battle testing it. So like for fun, I have to do something new to keep, you know, keep me interested in the game because I've been playing forever. But so like it's Halloween season. Uh, you know, and by the time this comes out, we might just be a little bit out of Halloween season here, but, uh, for the month of October, I built a zombie deck, um, (laughs) and I've been out battle testing that and that thing's whooping some ass. (laughs) <laughs> what was some nice? uh, I'll be honest. I have no idea what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> I don't you know, know what, what zombies are. And you know what know ass whooping looks like. That's, <laughs> that's what like, I just yeah, said. That's true. <laughs> All right. So we got Magic the Gathering. Uh, probably feeds into my nerdy hobby. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> but Big Nick enjoys it. He keeps his brain occupied. Yeah, and, he, hey, and he has I'm a good time. We're, Mark's only judging you just a little bit. Just a little. <laughs> only a little bit. All right, Mark. So let's hear your nerdiest hobby that you do or participate in so i was gonna throw out trading cards as a kid because i did all the baseball the hockey but i haven't done that in a very long time i still have them all so if anybody's interested in a beautiful collection let me know they probably Um, are people but yeah absolutely and i got some yeah i got some crazy stuff but i don't know if that really would fall into it just because I only really did that as a kid and it never really has persisted. I do have one hobby and I think the nerdy level of this probably depends on who you talk to, but we're talking to you. I think if you, if you polled the majority of people, I don't know, maybe, maybe not that agree, but this is as nerdy, I think as, as I get. And it's a little bit of a, um, obsession sometimes that I have to control, <laughs> and Mr. B probably knows that I would have be an idea. Video games, yeah. I am like a video game junkie. Um, I'm I'm slightly recovered now. I've got two young kids, so 
that kind of will solve that problem for you without any need for uh, weekly you, you, meetings. You, you, you went from playing 12 hours a day down to two hours a day, right? Yeah, like 30 minutes a day. <laughs> <laughs> like, And that's like 1230. Like, I should be going to sleep. What am I doing? All right, the kids are in bed. Turn the volume down. Yeah, quick. Get your headphones out. But I, there's something about video games to me that, um, you know, A, it's, it's definitely probably like it is for a lot of people. It's kind of an escape to get away from all the stress of like the day to day. But I love good storytelling. It, it's probably part of the reason I'm such a pain in the ass to like find a show to watch Netflix with with my wife because like she'll yell at me because I spend more time looking for shows than I yep. do watching shows. Same. And it's because there's so few shows that like grab me, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm probably way too picky when it comes to shows. So I just, I love really, really, really good immersive storytelling. So for me that it's that for video games. And I am absolutely obsessed with the majority of the major sports and I love sports video games. Mm-hmm. And I've recently gotten into, I got some buddies I work with that <clears throat> have gotten me into online sports gaming, which is actually way more fun than I would have thought. Um, and also frustrating. But um, but yeah, so just to give a few examples, I mean, I know we've talked about video games on on this show quite a few times. We have? When? I think so. Just, just a couple. Um, <laughs> but... Like the FIFA, the NHL series, Madden, um, and NBA 2K, whatever version. Um, any of those four major franchises. I mean, this is like the best time to be alive to be a video game sports fan because the amount of realism is crazy. It's funny. I hear people complain about the realism of video games. We just had our Tecmo Bowl yeah. tournament. <laughs> And I actually found a video on YouTube that showed all the football games ever made on every system. It was like 20 minutes. So it was just like a little quick, like 10, 15 second montage. And I was like, wow. Yeah, it it took a real jump in the past 10 years. Dude, even when we graduated high school, like it was pretty ugly looking. (laughs) It was like because it was Madden 98 or 99 or whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, even like, yeah, I mean, it's come a long way, but a game that I recently got back into that I've just, you know, occasionally jump into, um, which is probably my favorite game of all time, I think it's fair to say, is Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. And if you guys have never played that game, do yourself a favor, quit your job for a week and just play that <laughs> game. Like, I I love that time period. I've gotten a little bit of an obsession with that time period. I watched the show 1883 on Paramount Plus, which was incredible. So it kind of got me in that Western spirit. So I kind of jumped back into that. But um but yeah, video games are uh, my hard to put down. So we can t- we can tell because every time I'm at your house, I'm like, I was like, let's play Madden, and you beat the shit out of me. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, put in hockey. I'll no beat you mercy. in hockey. Oh, ouch, seven to one. I lost in hockey. All right, no put mercy. in soccer. It's like, oh, 32 nothing. How do you score no that many mercy. goals? <laughs> and usually I make you pick like the crappiest team, and I take the best team, and you still stop my head in. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's the way I roll. Although it's funny, I play my nephew. And he does the same thing to me. So what's that say? I guess uh, <laughs> as, as good as you think you are, I feel like the kids nowadays still throats, to, you know, they, yeah. uh, they curb stomp us when it comes to well, but th- technology. Think when, we, when we played our parents in Nintendo, yeah. we just would destroy them. Even yeah, if they practice, I'd be like, Dad, I'm kicking the crap out of you with Tech Mobile, you know. <laughs> and, he, and he was a you know badass football player. And he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. 
why are you running backwards and then up yeah. and down and sideways? He's like, he's like, no, you should run the ball on every play. It's like, Dad, this is not 1962 football. <laughs> this isn't simulation. <laughs> So that's what I got. I, it's definitely video games for me. So do you, um, I, I, before you're done, Mark, do you have, yeah. what's, what's your most favorite right this second to play? My, my favorite game? So I would say probably besides um, Red Dead Redemption, um, there's a game, and I joked about it because uh, Big Nick brought up zombies. It's called Dying Light. And it's basically like a first person apocalyptic. Like imagine if there was a game that basically made you feel like you were in the walking dead. Oh, all right. And during the day there's zombies and there's all the stuff going on, but at nighttime, like basically the level of zombies ramps up, the more powerful ones come out, they're faster, they can hunt you. Um, it's a lot more dangerous. It's, it's a, it's a super cool play on, on that kind of stuff. Another one uh, besides that, actually, I take that back. It's probably even better than the zombies, The Last of Us, uh, part one or part two. It doesn't even matter. Again, just like you almost feel like you're watching a movie and somehow they're letting you control the character. And I've never heard of either one of these. So, yeah, like if you, even if you just watch a video of like five minutes, you'll be like, wow. So, are like you, it, are, are you a dedicated Xbox guy or a PlayStation guy? So I flop back and forth. Right now, I'm, I've got the PS5. So I'm I'm currently Ooh. a PlayStation guy, mm. which is funny Humble because brag. I yeah I got them when they were like still hard to get, and they're still hard to get, which is crazy still hard to, to get. Me. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy to me. Um, well, in you your know, face, I still got my PlayStation Two, dog. Nice. <laughs> hey, there's something to be said for that, though. You know, there's nothing wrong with some old school games, Ugh. man. So, but there's a. Like I said, man, I couldn't even imagine as a kid, as an eight-year-old, the first time I played, I don't know, whatever Atari game I played, you know, at the time, and then seeing the games we have today and like the virtual reality stuff. And it's just, it's wild, man. Yeah. That's why it's a, it's a heck of a thing. It's going to be Ready Player One probably 10 years from now. So. Yeah. Well, Mark will have the headset on. And he's like never leaving his house and full body suit. Yeah. Be like, dude, you stink. He's like, I haven't taken a shower in three weeks. I'm playing video games. Have you seen the clip from uh, South Park? I think it's Cartman and he's playing virtual reality and he's got Cheetos and food all over him. He's like gone to the bathroom on himself. Coming, he hasn't gotten out of the chair in months. The Oculus. I love the Oculus. I don't own one, yeah. but I've played it I don't either. Uh, about a dozen times and it's it's quite a good time cool i played the roller coaster game and i literally had to take a knee like i was standing up and i it you made had to tap like out a, uh, i had to take it i had to take a knee because i was losing my equilibrium it yeah. was it was wild that something that isn't i mean even graphically like it's good but it's not like i mean again that's where it's like man where things are going to go from here and well, and all you got to do is watch videos of people on those, and they just go through drywall because they fall over. Or, oh, dude, the or best go thing he- is just head or into the TV or Google scary movies or scary games VR, and just get your popcorn ready, and you will laugh your <laughs> ass off. It is like the most entertaining thing ever. <laughs> I, I have a problem sometimes with heights, and yeah. some of the Oculus games, the the height, like I'm I'm transformed. I feel like I'm there, and. Yeah. I've like my vertigo kicks in oh, on yeah. occasion with the height thing with with Oculus. No, absolutely. We, we'll Hashtag get, not a sponsor. What we'll have to get together and find someone to let us borrow one of those <laughs> bad boys, be. and we'll we'll see what game can freak us all out the most. So right, I like exactly. that video games for Mark. I love it. 
All right. So Mr. B's pick for nerdiest hobby I do. And Mark, you kind of hit on this. But the sad thing is I've now picked this hobby back up is it's now collecting and opening uh, sports cards and primarily some football cards. Ripping packs. Now, the the drawback of it being the nerdiest hobby, it's also the most expensive hobby I've ever done. (laughs) Go to a a hobby shop and just look at the prices on a box of football cards Mm -hmm. and it'll melt your credit card. Do you still get the stale piece of gum? That's no, the no, no gum. But it's That's a I mean, shame. they should just throw that in, even if. You- <laughs> I mean, like, remember when we were kids? Nick would even remember when we like when you could get enough money to buy a whole box of cards. Oh yeah, and you're like, oh man, it'd be like fifty bucks or something. You can't buy the smallest pack of cards for fifty bucks anymore. <laughs> I mean, I mean, these hobby packs now are seven hundred, eight hundred, a thousand dollars for a hobby what? box. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's not a, it's not a sport for kids anymore or a hobby for yeah. kids. But even so my wife makes fun of me cuz we're not makes fun of me but like I'll go through different stores and I'm like searching oh, to make she's sure like, fun of you. like Walmart <laughs> or Myers or something or Target will no, have she's sports. making fun of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm well, sure that if she adds up the money I've spent on just the cards recently it's probably like that's a boat. <laughs> do, you, a boat. do you enjoy the hunt? I, I love opening the cards. Okay. I really do. It has to be the thrill. And the drawback I think I have is that most people that are in this hobby will get stuff and then they'll sell it to keep opening. I have a tough time selling any of the cards I have. Yeah. Because I'm yeah, like, I don't oh. to sell it to. I guess you could put do eBay. eBay eBay is the main thing people are doing now. Besides like stuff on uh, yeah. Facebook. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. like uh, Nick, we have a, our friend uh, Paul. He's. He actually kind of got me back into it, and mm-hmm. he does it quite frequently too. But he's really good, I think, at getting good stuff and then selling the stuff he doesn't want to be able to kind of turn it into a profit. Because I mean, yeah. some of these cards—I mean, there's Joe 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 Burrow cards that easily will sell for ten thousand dollars. I mean, it's like that's like not that's even wild. like that's not even like a made-up number. That's just real. So, well, right when I got to the end of collecting hockey, so I did baseball, and I've got a few like complete sets from like the early '90s. I think one of them has like a um, Griffey rookie card in there somewhere. So keep that guy in the safe. But, um, but the hockey ones, like right at the tail end when I stopped collecting, they started doing that cool thing where like they'd put like pieces of like game worn jerseys yep. in now, the card. That, that's the big thing now is it's it's autographed cool. and yeah, and they jerseys. had like pieces of like their stick, like their hockey. Stick. It was really cool. I was like, man, that's a really creative way to make an a limited edition of something. Yeah, no, that's you my favorite I mean? thing to collect is the the game worn jerseys, and then you see like yeah. th- there's really limited ones where it's actually like you know the on the NFL jerseys for the NFL shield. Oh yeah. Like, like some of the, well, actually that'll be the, the part on the card. And of course those that's are cool. real rare and expensive, but yeah. Um, yeah. That's, do they ever do the captain patch? Um, I mean, you'll see ones where, cause they basically will take a Jersey and they'll turn mm-hmm. it into, you know, thousands of cards. Mm-hmm. Obviously the bigger pieces of patches are worth more. Um, like, especially if you get one that has the Nike swoosh or even a letter from the player's name, Right. I mean, th- those are usually ones that are more rare and they're limited numbers, like it's like one of two or something like that. Huh. Uh, but I mean, those are so neat to me because it's like not only you're getting a piece of the jersey, but you're getting the player's card that you like. Um, so it's it's a fun hobby, but it's one I have to I got to back it down every once in a while because you're like, I, I just ordered seven hundred dollars worth of football cards or something crazy. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, and it's a shame that it's that expensive. I mean, I, I didn't think that cards had rebounded. So that trading cards is interesting because I mean they hit a lull for quite a bit where well what like, I looked at what I had and they like dropped off a cliff. So I guess maybe now they've started to rebound. I might need to well take a look back through my collection. Not that I'm even an intermediate level, but I think in the that nineties period is when they started mass producing the cards. Yeah. So like they, like you said, that Ken Griffey rookie card, that's an example of a card they way overproduced. Yeah. So, and, and they, they, didn't, so what, they didn't put numbers on them either. No. Back then. So, so now they have some of the cards are numbered. So like, I mean, I have a, I, I have a Trevor Lawrence autograph card that's six of 10, mm-hmm. you wow. know, so, um, but it's just now that they're numbered and, and they try to do short print releases. But what yeah, tends to happen is the, com- the, the companies get greedy, though. So they start making more and more cards and yeah. then you flood the market and it loses the value. So it's got a kind of this up and down, just like stocks kind of. I mean, these guys that huh. I watch will buy, sell and trade depending on how the guy does in any given week. Yep. You know, I mean, wow. I, I'll watch that stuff if, if a guy has a great couple weeks. Um, like the beginning of the season, Mac Jones was like a hot card, and now he's kind of trending down because he's about to get benched. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's it's fun. I Big Nick said I really I think I just love opening the packs. You don't know what you're gonna get. Um, I always am looking for Bengals cards, and um, yeah, it's so it's cool. fun. That's cool. All right, we got our nerdiest ones out of the way. Let's see. Question number two, Big Nick, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What is a new hobby that you would like to start? Okay. You said we got our nerdiest ones out of the way, but hold my beer. <laughs> Fair hold enough. My beer. Fair enough, buddy. Not so much. Um, a, a, a hobby that I've always, well, I shouldn't say always. I've, I've always, I, for a very long time, I've had an interest in it and I've never gotten around to, to doing anything about that interest. Uh, and you're all going, you're all, you're all going to laugh at me. Um, probably but, uh, I'm gonna laugh at you. Metal detecting. <laughs> I don't think what that's dirty. Metal detecting. Well, the guys it will walk around with a little. Oh, z- 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 but see, it'd be weird if, if big Nick's like, no, I want to work at the Bengals at the airport and, and just wand the people. <laughs> so, yeah. so are you the guy that has the bucket hat with the sunscreen smeared on your nose? Well, I don't have any of that yet. And a but weird I've, trench coat? Because then it's kind of nerdy that. and weird. If you're just dressed normal. And you're trying to find stuff that's valuable. Well, I live that's near the I live near the, uh, water, and I live near the state park, and so like near me, there would be some some prime real estate for metal detecting. But um, I I aspire to do it enough that I get online, or I will like um, I you know I watch videos on these guys that know how to do it, and I and I look up the equipment, but I have no idea what equipment is good or bad. I just like. I, I figure that I know what's good or bad based off of the price tag uh, yeah. next to it. But um, and then, you know, from my work with with True Crime Garage and some of the nonprofits that I do work for, um, I've actually been asked on more than one occasion to participate in a, a, a search and recovery oh, cool. uh, 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 gathering. And both times that that has has happened, I thought. Well, if I were involved in that, already involved in that metal detecting hobby, I'd be able to offer something else other than just walking around and looking with my eyes. Like maybe I'd be able to find something uh, of value that to say, oh, somebody was here at some point. Uh, but uh, I, it's 
it's a weird, dumb hobby. And I know that most of us think of like some, some, old dude on the beach, like walking around with his little gear. Um, That's what I was imagining. You know, and um, <laughs> that, yeah, one day when I retire, Mark, that will be me. I'll be out uh, there hey. buzzing around. I'll only laugh at you Dig- until you get a hit. And then yeah. I'll be like, I got the shovel. Let's roll. Yeah. I'll be out there digging up nickels in the, at the park. So I, I see, I don't think that's dirty. I think that's kind of cool. And um, it's funny. I know this person that would do it. And they talked about like, the stuff they do ahead of time so you can actually get online and look up like um like older maps so like especially like you know say there's a field do you and if you look out and you find it like oh yeah there was actually like a hospital there 300 years mm-hmm. ago those yeah. are the areas that you want a metal detected because yep. there there would have been activity years before um it's actually quite when you start looking into it, it's it's a lot more sophisticated than just some dude like driving and picking a random spot. And and there's people that know this stuff. And like I said, I do watch on occasion, not very often, but on oh, uh, you watch it on occasion. I'll watch like a YouTube, a short YouTube video. But like some of these dudes and, and ladies as well, but it's primarily men that I've seen do this hobby. Um, but some of them will be like, hey, like this metal detector, this piece of equipment it costs this amount of money and they'll be like, if you are out and you're buzzing and it registers this number, they're like 90% of the time, that's going to be a quarter. Like they will tell, like if it registers this number, it will likely be a bolt or a nut. Like it won't be worth Mm -hmm. your time digging for it. And uh, so there's, there's guys that have got this down to somewhat of a science and a very precise science at that. And, and like you said, Smith, uh, Mr. B there's, you want to, if you can find a place that, that's had some action, so like, so this is very this is very weird, right? But it, but it's true in many places, not just near where I live. But there's a man-made large body of water near my home. Okay, well, fifty years ago there was no water there, and in fact, at, at portions of what is the water now is the old cemetery. And so I did quite a bit of research on the old cemetery because the, the relocated cemetery is near my home as well. So I, I, you know, I actually go and, and I, that's one of the places I might exercise. I might go walk or go jog there because it's incredibly well kept and they got trails and things like that. It's very near my home. So I wanted to learn more about the cemetery, but the, the thing that was crazy when I started learning about the relocation that took place 50 years ago, I wanted to know how many graves they relocated, right? And so they they say that they relocated like fourteen hundred and seventy three, followed by the word approximately. Oh yeah, because <laughs> approximately meaning yeah. there's still some stuff over there where the water is now. Well, think about people that had That's very crazy. teeny stones that could have got covered up, and and yeah, I've heard of some scary, scary stories when they've moved grave yards and they're like did you get them all like we think so mm-hmm. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> like that's not good because you're, you're talking about stuff from hundreds and not thousands of years ago right. where they didn't yeah. have the same records that they do now i mean it was just yeah sure <sighs> i i i think metal detecting is cool man i mean my, I, me and my me and my brother had like cheap ones when we were kids and we just thought it was a blast walking around the yard trying to find nickels and stuff but you know, I like it because, stuff. you know, like w- one of my favorite books when I was a kid was Treasure Island. And, um, you know, I've a- always liked the idea of like a treasure hunt. And I love history. Like I love learning about history and exploring history. 
especially the history in this great country. And so um, it, it would be a way for me to kind of nerd out uh, on, you know, do my own little treasure hunt, if you will. Hey, and once you find those gold doubloons, mm. trade them right in for magic cards. I'll say reti- <laughs> retirement, baby. Time to retire. <laughs> Hey, I like it. And a post Malone, see if he's right. selling it. Yeah. There you go. All right. So, big, post. big Nick wants to get into metal detecting. And hey, if you're listening and you know of a shop that can tell Big Nick what instrument to buy, let <laughs> us know. If I had any free time, let's yeah. start there. Like, yeah. let's figure out getting free time first. Touche. Hey, you got to make time for what you want to do and what you love. And it's metal detecting, baby. Absolutely. All right. Sweetwater Mark, what is a new hobby? That you want to start or get into? So this is kind of fitting because uh, Sweetwater does come into play here. Um, this is actually, so I may be cheating a little bit. This is one I've dabbled in, um, but I haven't really been able to like commit myself to it. And to me, when you talk about starting a hobby, it means like actively... <laughs> actively uh sorry there's a football being tossed across the room here um actively engaged in it consistently right something that you can do on a really consistent basis so obviously uh, a lot of you may know out there that um all three of us have been in bands and been in bands together me and mr b playing a band seda go check it out um but for me you know, there's a there's a joy I get out of creating music, writing music, but the audio production side, the mixing, the mastering, the uh, getting things polished, to me is a hobby that I really wish I had more time with. Um, a, I just it, it's another. I'm just I love being creative. Like my my big push is I have to make things. If I'm making things, if I'm creating things, I'm a happy camper. So that's kind of where I get a lot of my joy from. Um, and I think for when it comes to music, obviously writing music, writing songs, all the stuff that, you know, I've been doing for 15, 20 years now is great. But to be able to, to do that last piece, there's something super fulfilling about that. And I'd done a little bit of production work on uh, our old band, 2-Bit, with our album that we um and don't don't you're, you're selling yourself a little short don't say a little okay. bit you did all produced it. it you did all yeah. of it mixed mastered and that was you know that's when my daughter was first born and you know i had some time you know while she was young and it was amazing i loved it i loved every second of it i loved the attention to detail the being able to really like flesh things out and bring it to life um so to me that's the one thing that i really wish i had more time to do so obviously anybody out there if you've got a a band that you know that needs something mixed tell them to hit me up I'll, uh, maybe I'll hook well up. And, and i think i think with all these things I, the time factor is always a thing i mean yeah because i think like as we're talking about these new hobbies like if we just had unlimited time and wealth we would be doing these hobbies it would not be a thing but yeah it's kind of like all right i got 24 hours in a day I do have to sleep, eat, and go to work. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then you throw in kids and other stuff, then it's kind of yeah. hard to, to get into that hobby. But um, just knowing your background in that, I mean, that also can be a very expensive hobby. It can. I mean, it can. I mean, I, I mean you, can, you can go from a couple thousand dollars to hundreds of thousands of dollars real quick. Very quick. And not even have a technically a super pro setup. I mean, some of these guys yeah. have million-dollar studios. So, yeah. Um, there's nothing cheap about it. That's for sure. No. It's definitely um, 
on the higher end of, of expense. And luckily, you know, being a musician, they've been able to kind of amass those things over the years. But um, I will throw a quick honorable mention just because that's what I do. Yep. Um, the other thing I would, I think I'd like to try, I, I played tennis when I was younger. I'd like to try pickleball. Oh, I've yeah. Seen a ton that's of been people a, playing pickleball. And it's like, it's really been a re- reoccurring conversation uh, with me and some, uh, some of anything my sports. Close I'm friends. all about trying. So I think pickleball would be right up there for me as well. So, Mark, Mark so I, I do I, want I to touch started, on. I started playing pickleball like a. Go ahead, Big Dick. Mark, I do want to touch on one thing here because I, I, I totally get what you're saying about the music in that moment. You want to own it, you never want to let it go. Yeah. I'm a selfish bastard. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, yeah. and it's, it's, it's pretty counterintuitive for me to write my own songs and then mix and produce them. Cause you're so, you get so far down the rabbit hole with your own stuff. It's a lot easier to be objective with other people's stuff because you haven't lived and breathed it for, uh, for quite a while, but yeah, it's, it's still something that I love to do. And, um, you know, I, I just listened to a recent episode with uh, of a podcast with Rick Rubin, and you can't listen to that guy and not be inspired to go do some cool stuff because he talks about Red Hot Chili yeah. Peppers and how he worked with them and a bunch of different really big bands and like how stuff, uh, System of a Down and how things came about during the recording process. And it's like, man, that's that's so cool, like just to be in that experience and see magic being created on the spot. Like it's 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 awesome. So. Well, and Mark, to, to your credit, anyone out there, go check out our two-bit album and compare that to any other album that you hear that's studio recorded and they spent $100,000 on it. We'll put ours up to it. We're not saying we're better than those bands, but my yeah. buddy Mark here, he's got some skills. And, and well, we, and we did one, that all by ourselves. That was not done in any that was in the no studio work. That was us <laughs> kicking ass by ourselves. Absolutely. And and one last shameless plug for uh, for our band Asada. We just dropped our single Passing By, which I also mixed and mastered. So go check it out. Let me let me know if you think uh, I'm wrong. How do you check that out? I want to check it out. I don't yeah, know where so to go. So it's on YouTube, Spotify, any streaming platform. Just search Asada, A-S-A-Y-D-A. And the name of the song is Passing By. Check it out. And Mark and Mark can spell, so that's good stuff. And that sweet bass sound you're hearing is Mister B bobbing along, taking ass, and taking names with his big, big ass fingers, <laughs> <laughs> big ass bass uh, fingers. <laughs> all right, I love it. So if we're gonna move to Mister B and the new hobby, I would like to start. Um, so I'm gonna go with one that involves a little bit of water, and it's gonna be called scuba. Oh, I would love scuba. to. I would love to get into scuba diving. That's a cool one. That's a really cool. One. I always thought that. I always thought that was cool. That I mean, I mean, I know it's a whole process, and like you have to be licensed. And the problem is, I don't live near an ocean, so it's kind of like not a lot of fun to scuba in the Ohio River. Uh, <laughs> Sounds but, uh, dangerous, you know, actually. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you're gonna be like, oh, dead body, dead body, and they're just like, oh, this is gross. <laughs> um, but I just, I mean, if I lived or or had access to more ocean type stuff, I mean, I think I would get into that easily because I just, I love water, I love swimming, mm-hmm. and that, if you're telling me that I can swim underwater for, you know, twenty, thirty, forty minutes up to an hour, I don't know how long the tanks last. I mean, how awesome is that? And then you get into the whole yeah. treasure treasure searching stuff you were talking about, Nick of. Oh, yeah. That'd be really cool to like explore like shipwrecks and stuff like that. I mean, I just think that's amazing. We did um 
just like really cool snorkeling once and i just was, thought it was amazing because it yep. was like clear water and um and i would i kind of once i figured out the snorkeling I, I figured out how i could dive down and like not suck in the water and then come back up and breathe and do that and so i figured scuba's right up my alley so and, and i've I would done love some to do scuba diving i've done some pretty adventurous snorkeling uh, in my day, and and what's so great about it is that the snorkel in, in his bathtub, the areas yeah. that you can go to, there they can. I mean, you're talking about the difference in these areas and what you can experience and see is crazy. Like the the level of 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 how these things can be different. I've done it out in the middle of the ocean. I've done it up by the shore. You know, I've done it out where where the rocks go out and you got things living inside the rocks and they poke their little heads out at time to time. You stick your little finger in there, see what's happening. Uh, Yeah, really cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I did some snorkeling um, a few different places and it's it's super cool. I mean, we did it in Hawaii on my honeymoon and like to be able to do scuba and actually go down under i don't know man that would that would be such a cool thing mr b that that is a super super yeah. cool one I, i'll add that to my short list of uh of, of ones as well very very quality choice thanks man yeah i just i i picture myself if again if i could have the time and money to do the hobby i think real quick i would want to get into being one of those guys it's like all right how how deep can i go before mm-hmm. my head explodes or, you know, or my lungs collapse, you know, your watch quits working. I would be pushing it like, all right. Yeah. And be like, where you go so deep? You're like, wait, it's pretty dark down here. <laughs> <Looking> <laughs> a little dark. Where's everyone else at? You're like, dude, you went like, you, you went way too far down, dude. There's like sharks the size of, you know, a boat down there. Get out of there. Well, I just, uh, I just saw a video of a guy scuba diving and a giant, it looks like a great white shark. I mean, a huge shark is swimming right at this guy and he charges it and then punches it right in the nose. And I'm like, you crazy bastard. Like if your hand were to like miss lower than his nose, guess yeah. where it's going? Yeah. That's three right sets of in teeth. The chompers. Three sets of teeth ripping that arm off, son. Oh, I know that they say hey, to charge him that and punch defense. him. I'm, I'm moving away from the shark. I, I understand <laughs> That they've come well, up with dude, what you're dude, supposed you're not to do. I'm running a shark, dude. I've, 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 seen, good I've seen you swim, Nick. You can't outrun. <laughs> outrun? Yeah. I'll outswim the thing. What are you talking about? Who's running? No, Who's you're not, running? dude. You swim about five miles an hour. Oh, you don't know how I swim. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> so no, but I, I same thing. I, I've read so many places. If a shark gets near you, you take your palm and just slam it into their nose, and hopefully that's enough. But yeah, you got to have some balls to do that. I get out my wallet business. and offer it a 50. Uh, <laughs> and it could be like, take my metal detector. Uh, here's a 50. You see, you see that fat guy over there? I bet you he tastes better. <laughs> he tastes better. Go get him. He's all buttered up with all the tanning oil. Oh, oh, greasy fat guy. Oh, he's good. That's pretty good. <laughs> you don't want skinny big Nick. You want that no, other guy. No. All right. Hey. So let's let's hey let's jump into our final question, fellas. We're we're rocking and rolling here. Big Nick, are you ready? It's going to be what is the weirdest hobby that other people do? 
like like one that I can't get behind. So and here's here's the thing about this. I feel like this is a bit of gotcha journalism on the part of Mr. B here, right? Because there's no way that you can give an honest gotcha. answer and not upset somebody in the audience, right? Like yeah. telling somebody that their hobby is stupid or that you don't like it is that the, just weird, not stupid. Let's yeah, the, the only thing worse than that that you no, could say to a weird. person. Is it like, hey, your kid is ugly? Um, so, <laughs> I, you know, I don't yeah, want to offend. I don't want to offend anybody, but we have to give an answer here. So, there's one hobby that that's never made any sense to me. I've participated in, in it myself only for health <laughs> reasons, but it's jogging and running. Like there's and there's a lot of people. <laughs> How dare you get in shape, sir? You should be there's, ashamed of yourself. You know, I I I enjoy working out. I I enjoy playing. It's pronounced jogging. It's a long J. Physical sports. You know, playing physical activities and sports. We talked about pickleball there and scuba diving and all that and snorkeling. But the, like to me, it's in. Maybe I shouldn't say this because I'm in the podcasting business, but in uh, podcasting has probably made jogging considerably better in the last 15 years. But it's just the, it's so damn boring. Like I've I've done it, you know, like a, to get in shape and stay in shape and things like that. And I just get bored out of my mind 30 seconds into it. So when I see these guys and girls that are out there doing it day after day and they're hardcore about it. It's like, I, it's like, I, I understand that it's working for them, but I, I look at them and you know how, like when a dog doesn't understand something, it kind of just cocks its head to the side and continues (laughs) watching. That's what I do because I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. I'll, I'll jump in. I enjoy jogging. So, so I've ran for a couple of years and, um, I mean, to me, I think it was less of a hobby for me and more of like a uh, outlet because to me, when I jogged, it helped clear my head. Mm. That was kind of the biggest reason that I did it. Like I never looked forward to it. Like it was never like, yeah, let's go jogging. Hey, there you yeah. go. Don't you want to look forward to it? Uh, I mean, not the jogging, but there are people that, that do. That's why I yeah. don't get it. I, the ones that I would agree with you on big Nick are the ones when I get in my car I walk out the door and I go, oh shit, it's like 15 degrees out here. And I run to my car and I try and turn the heater on. I drive down the street and then I see some crazy a-hole in spandex with short shorts and a t-shirt on and like a little beanie cap. And it's just like (laughs) breathing out frost. And I'm like, probably an upstanding citizen, Mark. But honestly, (laughs) I'm not going to lie. It's probably more respect than it is anything. Cause I'm like, dude, that's better than me. I, I couldn't do it. Dude, there's some hardcore people, hardcore joggers, uh, running people in, in my neighborhood here. And, uh, and I got mad respect for them. Mad respect. Yeah, and, mad and I'll respect. tell you what, you have to, I mean, here's the other thing too, as far as the driving goes, like we, cause it's a lot of country roads out here. So they're not running on sidewalks they're running on these country roads and people drive like, like it's Talladega up here on these country roads. <laughs> and yep. I'm the guy, I'm the driver. I see a jogger, mad respect. I'm way back, far away from you. I get way far over in the left-hand lane. For you. I'm looking out for joggers left and right. While I don't get it, I don't find any pleasure in, or enjoyment out of the hobby that you have. I respect <laughs> you, and I will not run you over with my Toyota Camry. That's all they can ask. That's all they can ask. <laughs> That's all they can. Well. <laughs> Just don't run me over. Well, and, 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 and yes, yeah, so to me, I guess for some people, jogging is a hobby. Like, it's like, this is what I do. 
Others, it's their exercise. I more enjoy it if I get some music I really enjoy yeah. and I start running, I kind of am more of, of Mark's thought of I, I can clear my head. I'm listening to music. You get the kind of heart pumping. The adrenaline gets going. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, yeah. there's other people. I mean, I can't do the 10, 15, 20 mile runs every day. It's more of like yeah. if I do a, a hard run, like a long run, I guess it's like usually five miles. is like the most I would ever do. <sighs> I've never I mean, I've, done five miles. I've done a half marathon and a, I don't know if I'd ever do it again. B I would definitely never do a full marathon. You crazy bastards. Um, nothing but respect, but the best part about the half marathon was, was in Nashville. <laughs> and, uh, the best part was coming around one of the corners and there was like this row of like frat houses and they just had, kegs with beer and i was like now this is the kind of job <laughs> and one that i can get behind while you were running that's where i was that's where exactly. big Nick was and there's, there's the people handing out water peers. i smack that water out of your hand you hand me a cold beer it's like the uh, i just saw the there's an advertisement just came out for mick ultra and it's some chick coming back from a run yeah. she's like exhausted and her friend has a mick ultra and i'm like who's looking to drink a beer right after they just had a hard run like yeah. <laughs> it's such a you're a bad influence man. becky i'll have yeah. a bourbon on the rock <laughs> uh, all right so hey big nick says jogging <laughs> Kind of weird. It's for losers. Right. No, I'm just I like it. We're, we're, for losers, we're, just don't we're learning. Just we're learning. All right. I'm just joking. Yeah. And, and Big Nick, you said at the beginning, it's kind of like, yeah, people have hobbies. We're not yeah. saying that what you do is weird. We're just talking about what we think might be weird. And, and we're just three big kids exactly. playing in a sandbox. We don't know. We're pretty weird we're dudes. Yeah, we have our own weird <laughs> right. uh, things that we do. Oh, we're, so. we're, we're super weird. All right. Sweetwater Marcus. Speak for yourself. What's the weirdest hobby that other people do? So, oh, Mark, you're the weirdest of all three of us. You know that. I know I am. So this one, I I try to understand it. So there's two realms with the, with this one that I'm about to say. There's one of people who have kids. It's it's something I can I can get behind. I can understand it. Then there's one where people that don't have kids, and I struggle a little bit. And that would be toy model train sets. And I'm not talking about like a little toy model train. I'm talking about like they've got their full garage with like an entire town and they put the conductor hat on and the conductor outfit and they go out and hang out for hours in their garage. Like and Beetlejuice run the model with the train. Exactly. Now, again, they got the conductor be- hat on. I'd like, I'd like hey, that. I've, there I've are people that it. do that. They dress they up. Are. And, and look, I, again, I don't want to be disrespectful. To each their own. Do you, well, I'm do you, sure, I do, do something. You guys remember? That, uh, do you guys remember Bobby from The Sopranos? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I love exactly. Bobby. He was one of my favorite characters. Yeah, so, so, so he he Same he deal. did that. If you guys remember, he yep. had the whole train thing, and even there was a scene. He went to a hobby store and he bought a train, like just the train, and it was yeah. like ten thousand dollars or something. Yeah. Yeah, and wasn't that the one where his wife like yelled at him about you're always out there in the goddamn garage? And I mean, I, like, yeah, he spent nine thousand dollars on a train. Again, if if there's a big kid out there that is into it, send us your picture with the conductor hat and your train set, and please try to reason with me and explain to me. But I I just don't understand it. Uh, big Nick, you're gonna hate me. 
Uh-oh. Very, very close second was the answer to your first question, which is the magic card. Magic. So I don't, I don't get it. And this is coming from a no, guy right. who it's played Hero forever. Quest and would openly play Hero Quest. I don't, I don't, I don't get the cards. So the the model train thing. As soon as you said that, there were several names that started jumping into my head of people that I know that are that are household names of people that love model trains and these are not all people that you would you would think were way yeah. into this okay so i'm gonna rattle off some names here for you fire away elton john big model train cool. guy tom hanks which makes sense he i think he's done a train movie or two right okay yeah. um rod stewart who i'm a huge fan of wow. mr rod stewart uh and michael jordan so I'm model train a lot guys. of very influential so, people. Basically, the other thing that I'm oh, seeing no, here I, is four so guys that have so much money that it just doesn't matter. Like they're just yeah. <laughs> they probably just have so much money they got to expensive on. That's that's the difference right there. It's you're talking about people that have enormous disposable income. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, if I had that kind of money, then I would probably have some ridiculous train set because I'm like, what's the big deal? But for average Joe's here, and you're like, you spent twenty thousand dollars on a train set, like that's a car, bro. Yeah, because <laughs> they get elaborate, man. I mean, and again, like if you've got a kid, and that's how it started, and then they, you know, your your kid got older, and then you continued to do it. I, I can, I can get with that. I understand it. You, you kind of got into it, and then your kid grew out of it, and you didn't. That happens, right? Um, so, and maybe that's how a lot of these people started, but. And I- from what I've heard, there's a relaxation element to it. <clears throat> I can absolutely see that, right? I mean, it, or it's just an excuse to get away from all the stuff that you're doing. But to me personally, I just don't completely understand it. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's kind of where. Well, I'm that, that's why you picked it as your weirdest. I mean, exactly. And I, I could, I could see it being that uh, people once they have money, reverting back to when they were kids. You know, so now that I have money and as when I was five year old, we had a train set. It was so cool. Well, now that I have millions of dollars, I'm not going to buy a $70 train set. I'm going to buy a $40,000 train set because money is not a big deal to me. So, yeah, definitely. Yes, I I can understand that one, Mark. I can definitely understand that one. You feel me? All right, Mark. Train set collection. A little weird for Marcus. (laughs) All right. So let's move on to Mr. B's. The weirdest hobby other people do. This one, I had a long list. (laughs) (laughs) A long list. But I'm just going to go. I'll go with one. And so tell me if you've heard this before. So there's people that fly airline flights, like as passengers, solely to get the miles. I've I have heard of that. I've never I don't I've never is, uh, spoke to anybody or had a, a conversation with somebody that is one of those people. Yeah. But I have heard of that. Yes, and it's it becomes like a hobby slash competition of just just to get the miles. Like literally, people will hop on a plane, fly to Nashville, to Tennessee, or Nashville to Austin to Utah, back to Cincinnati, and never even like do anything in those cities just to get the miles because they were able to get some cheaper flight. I mean, it's like, it's, there's a whole yeah, thing behind yeah. it of just people that want to get the miles. And I never understood that. I was like, I don't really want to fly unless I have to. Yeah. Um, I understand miles are worth something, but it just like, it becomes a whole like 
hobby competition of trying to get to some level of miles. So I don't know if that's a hobby or if it's just an obsession or what, but I always thought that was kind of odd. Could be it's, both. It's kind of like the coupon people, right? Like the yeah, uh, the ones that me. figure out how to get, get a that's hold. That's probably my weird one. I'm a coupon guy. The whole grocery well, cart full. But that, do you that, get the whole grocery my, cart for like nine dollars? <laughs> yep, everything off. That, no, was I'm my, not, that was that was one of my ones I had listed was was the extreme coupon. couponing. Yeah. See, like so. Yeah, Mr. B will know this. Yeah. I, I'm not as much on the day to day, like on the grocery shopping and stuff like that. But Mr. B will attest if I'm purchasing anything that's like especially when it comes to music equipment. Like I can't tell you any piece of music equipment, guitar, anything that I've bought for face value. Like never, ever. Coupon. Oh, never, never. Ever. I always get at yeah. least that, a 10% that, that, discount. But but that's more finagling, that, I guess. But Mark, maybe that's coupons. not couponing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's knowing what you're buying and it's worth versus the people that do the extreme couponing at the grocery store and they're like, yeah. you know, they spend yeah, 30 hours finding all these double and triple coupons just to, <laughs> that's true know, that's true whatever they spend three hours on a sunday morning looking through so I don't coupons. Know, I, yeah and i just I, I mean i guess if you can if you have again this goes back to the time if you have the time to do it cool rock and roll but like you know if you know people maybe if you're if you don't work or you can stay at home and you have so much time to i can just clip coupons rock and roll but yeah. i don't i don't want to spend four hours even just looking at coupons let alone 40 hours a week to save two hundred dollars it just seems like too much work yeah, for sure all right cool. so what do you guys got before before we sign it off here i think i think i've already gone through my honorable mentions gentlemen believe it or not you only attacked me twice yeah, there's only been two assaults on this uh, on this episode, of Big Nick. I'm not gonna Except lie; I was a little ball. worried about well, this well, we, three we, questions because I think I'm probably the nerdiest out of the three of us, <laughs> and and you know, like, and I don't, I don't like think of that as a bad thing. Like, I, I, I'm fine with being a nerd and having my nerdy hobbies, but I would, I'm not gonna lie, there was a little apprehension when when I was told what the topic would be, because I was like, damn, my hobbies are going to be way nerdier than these guys. And and I'm not always the most proud of that. You know, I try to be a man. Some of these are kind of childish things that we do, right? <laughs> Video games, cards, but, but all hey, that. It's what's all the show called? Childish. What do we, what do we talk about? It's the big kid show. That's right. right? We got, That's we got to, we got to play the games and, and do the hobbies that make us fun. And, and ha- you got to have a good time with it. If you're not having a good time, what's the point? Your life's too short. Enjoy yourself. Absolutely. Do those dirty Enjoy hobbies. Have fun. Rock and roll. That's what we're all about. Yeah. And if so you take up just, jogging, your life will be a little longer. Don't go jogging or train collecting <laughs> or flying around for miles. If you do those three things, you're kind of weird. Or wear a bucket and hat with slathered sunscreen on your nose. <laughs> and do metal detecting. Yeah. Only metal detecting. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Awesome three questions. Big kids out there. Thanks for listening. We are Big Kid Show.